Hey everyone, Paula here. I'm letting you know that during this pre-recorded episode of the podcast, Jane and I mention our upcoming workshop, Writing in the Digital Age, presented by Sarah Gates. Sarah Gates has since moved interstate, but don't worry, the program will go on. We have lined up two equally amazing local writers. Lisa Von Alpen is a writer and poet, and a sub-editor for Tulpa Magazine. Lysandra Lind writes fantasy and creative nonfiction and is co-founder of Tulpa Magazine, where she is a managing editor. There are still some spots for this three-week workshop that starts on the 16th of March, so if you're interested, all the information for booking in can be found on our Facebook events page. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Literary Anything, our City of Marion Libraries podcast, where we talk about anything literary and literary anything. I'm Jane. And I'm Paula. Hi. Hi, here we are again. <laughs> In March. In March. It seems like it was just a week ago that we... <laughs> it does. Time is flying by. Yeah. Well, full disclosure, we are pre-recording March's episode. We are. In yes. order to accommodate Jane's high-flying, very... <laughs> Very my big um, overseas trip. Yes, yeah, overseas, <laughs> overseas yes. So trip. So a smidge early. So it's not a smidge early. Yeah. If there's something going on in the literary world that we don't talk about today, that mm-hmm. you're like, I can't believe they didn't mention that. That's why. That's exactly why. I was thinking about that. I was thinking if we record it now and some huge bombshell literary thing right. happens, people are going to be like, what, what is you? going on? You're supposed to have your finger on the pulse. And they clearly don't. Right. But, but we do. <laughs> we'll talk about it next Trust month. Trust us. Yeah. <laughs> next, next month. Yeah. <laughs> so first we thought we'd talk about some programs sure. that we have coming up in March. Jane, yes. you're going to tell us about a couple of things? Yes. I've just um, cherry-picked a couple that we thought the podcast audience might be interested in um, coming up. We've got Writing in the Digital Age, which is a three-week workshop series. Um, Local author Sarah Gates, who we have had in lots of times running workshops, she's fabulous. She's running the three um, sessions about how to write for the internet. So this is things like how to write flash fiction and poetry for an online space. Yeah, I liked these names, Twitterature and Instapoetry. Yes. It sounds fun. It does. Yeah. I think it'll be really popular. So that starts, the first week is the 16th of March. That's $20 per person for the entire three weeks. Right. And you can book online. Weeks. All three weeks. So yep. it's a bargain. Um, you can book online or give us a call and we can book you in. The other really cool thing we've got coming up is our Tasting Australia event. Those of you who read the advertiser would have seen this featured in the highlights section of the um, Tasting Australia pullout guide right. in the paper on Saturday. Um, so our this is our third year yes. running a Tasting Australia it's event. It's hugely popular. Everyone it's, loves it. Everybody just loves this event, and mm. it is. It's a really great event. This year... Um, it is imagining the future of food. Mm. So we have some really, really interesting speakers. We've got a panel of three speakers. We've got Professor Andrew Lowe and we've got Dr. Caitlin Beard, I think you would say that, and Kirsten Messenger. So Kirsten's talking about 
eating bugs. Yeah, I <laughs> saw that. I, I, that's the thing now. That's it's the latest thing. thing. The yeah. reason I know is because I don't know if I've told you about this horrific thing that happened when I was oh camping one time where I, <laughs> my partner made a cup of tea for us when we were on our way home mm. while we were at the campground. Yeah. And so I was drinking, and, and it was in a travel mug, you know. Yeah, with a and lid. Yeah. A lid, yep. All the way home, oh I was God, drinking I this know. cup of tea, happily drank it all the way home. And when we got home, <gasps> he opened it up, and there was an enormous no. huntsman no. spider. <laughs> oh, my God. Was and it he, dead or was it, it alive? Oh, it was dead because he had poured the boiling water. Somehow it must have crawled in there, oh. and then he poured the boiling water on top. And it was this horrible thing where he looked in, and he was like, oh, no. Oh no! And I could see by his face that it was going to be bad. And in um. that moment, I just didn't want him to say what it was. <laughs> and, yeah. and you're not a born Australian no. either, so Hans so are scary to people. Are scary to Australians. Well, so they imagine are. I'm poor little Canadian. That is a horrible it story. Was, it was. I just wanted to wash out my insides so somehow. It's like you how you steep your tea. You steeped, steeped a it huntsman in spider huntsman in your tea. Spider. Yeah. Did it taste and then nice? My, well, it tasted <laughs> normal. And then my sister made me feel better by saying, hey, this is the new thing. People are eating bugs. I don't think that would make me feel better. It, it didn't really. So you'll be coming along to this. <laughs> I'll ask Kristen Messenger what she thinks about my spider that's tea. A, that's a horrible story. <laughs> um, but the good news is. There will be samples yes. of bugs to eat. Proper ones, yeah. not huntsman spiders. That's that right. I'm sure will be delicious. I'm sure. Mm. I don't know what they'll look like, but they will be here. Um, <laughs> we also have um, Professor Andrew Lowe. He's going to be talking about ugly vegetables and ag tech and native foods and bee pollination and what's going in in the industry right with that yep and dr beard is talking about um synthetic biology technologies mm. so designer crops mm. and new varieties of foods and things like that and i'm hoping that she might touch on lab-grown meat as well which oh, is another right. thing that's around new at the thing. moment yeah so on top of all this you come along you book a table with some friends you get gorgeous um catering and there's lovely um we've got beautiful caterers that come in and do a big um spread tasting table type mm. thing and then we've also got um what we call curiosity lane so we've got people who work in these organizations and in this industry um with samples things to buy things to taste and it's byo drinks BYO so drinks, you so have a catch glass a of wine yeah. and yeah just peruse and nibble and yeah it's a great it's such fun. a fun event so yeah come along give us a call or book yep. online yep um all the links are on our website yes so that's what's coming up excellent so Shall we get to Let's our get book? I have been dying <laughs> to talk to you about this. I really, I really have been. Again, we had to stop ourselves. Yes, many times. Jane and I sit across, like just next to each other, almost, and it's um, difficult sometimes. Yeah. Not when I know she's just finished reading this book, <laughs> not to talk to her about it. But anyway, we thought we would start with. Um, I'll read the little blurb off of the back of the book. So, uh, just. Yeah, I should reiterate, we're talking about Where'd You Go, Bernadette by Maria Semple. So, when 15-year-old B claims a family trip to Antarctica as a reward for perfect grades, her fiercely intelligent but agoraphobic mother, Bernadette, throws herself into preparations for the trip. Worn down by years of trying to live the Seattle life she never wanted, Bernadette is on the brink of a meltdown. 
As disaster follows disaster, she disappears, leaving her family to pick up the pieces, which is exactly what B does, weaving together emails, invoices, and school memos to reveal the secret past that Bernadette has been hiding for decades. Mm. So, <laughs> where are we going to start? Well, perhaps I'll just give people a idea of what it is like to read this book. Okay. It's not written in the usual way is it it's so it's from b's perspective so there's b's um prose i guess interspersed throughout the book but the majority of book the book is made up of correspondence between bernadette generally Mm. and someone else so it's emails or letters or you could call it. I've seen it described as an epistolary oh, novel. So that's a fancy word. Paula. Yes, for letters. <laughs> it's like um that Guernsey literary potato oh, peel yes. study book. Yeah, 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 that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a little little bit of a, a takeoff on that because it's not all like you say. It's emails and texts. Yeah, and yeah. different things. But so there's yeah. you know, um, emails from the school principal home yes. to all the parents. And then there's um, emails from the neighbour, Bernadette's neighbour, to another friend from school, another mum from school. Mum from school, school, yep. And then um, lots of big emails from Bernadette with her virtual assistant. Right. Um, What was her name? Manjula. Manjula, that's right. Right. Um, Yes, so that's what it's like to... It took me a little while to get into the swing of... um, how it was getting written. the flow and mm. who these people are mm. yeah what did you think of the format i liked the format mm-hmm. i liked the, um there was a bit where it got a little bit tedious particularly um the there was a part where it was um the sh- captain's log from the ship yes that was yes. a bit tedious yes. but generally uh, the emails and all mm. the correspondence i it really worked for me yeah. i liked that what did, did you think it did um it caused me to read the book faster mm. Because it was it's well like when paced. you read dialogue, you sort of read, you whip through it really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I reckon it took me a good fifth of the book until I kind of got into it. Okay. But then once I got hooked, I was hooked. Okay. Yeah. Right. I had this weird thing where, despite the sort of wacky cover, mm. I didn't really get that it was a satire. Yeah. <laughs> Until yeah. I was about, I don't know, like a hundred pages in, and I thought, wait a second, is this supposed to be is this funny? Yeah. Like, which I don't think is a good sign. <laughs> it's not funny off the bat, is it? And no, I was taking it like yeah. a serious thing, and then yeah, yeah, a couple I was prepared of things. To be, you know how I'm about upsetting books. I was prepared to be upset, yes, because Bernadette goes missing and, and B it's is B's trying mother. to find her. Yes, so like, oh, and she's God, really another... close to her mother. Yeah, I thought it was going to be really sad. Thing that I was going to be miserable reading, but yeah, I was prepared funny. for that as well. It is, yeah, it's funny, it's very witty, mm, it is, and clever. And I would say lots of twists and turns, and the yeah. plot is very winding. And yes. it's one of those ones that ties up very neatly in a bow at the end. Yes, oh, we should say definitely if you haven't read this book and you want to, don't listen anymore. Or we yeah. should have said that. I meant to say that at the beginning because we're definitely going to do yes. huge spoilers um, while we talk about this. Um, there were some things I didn't like about it. Mm. Yes. Um, 
particularly at the beginning, um, it really annoys me when they have that whole mom bitchiness yes. thing. Yes. And I know, I guess there are moms out there like that, and I, I guess they have to, in order to satirize them, make them like even Hyper, more crazy yeah. than than yeah. you know they would normally. But I just feel like. You know, stop pitting moms against each yeah. other. Like, stop yeah. pitting the working moms and the stay-at-home yeah. moms and the yeah. part-time moms. And let's just all that get along. That was one of my because I've written down a few questions. Okay, it does represent. There's a lot of books that represent this toxic mum thing or yes. school mum thing. I wrote that down too. Big Little Lies. I wrote that down oh. too. <laughs> <laughs> I also wrote down this movie called I Don't Know How She Does It. It was yes, a while yeah, ago. Yeah, Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker. Yes. I turned it off it's because f- it just annoyed me movie. so much. It's a ridiculous movie. Mm. And my question was, mm. is that a myth? We see this we see this sort of trope of the toxic school mum. Right. It's, yeah, Big Little Lies is a good representation of that. Is yeah. it a myth? I don't experience it. I don't that. experience it. But maybe but, in certain cultures, in certain societies, in certain maybe. socioeconomic... I guess. I mean, and I guess that's something to mention as well. This book is set in Seattle. Um, Bernadette's husband is this huge... Microsoft Microsoft, exec. you know, hero of Microsoft, working on this big, secret, amazing technology. Right. Um, so they have lots of money. So they've got tons of money and so, so does everyone very, who lives around yeah, them. yeah so they're going you know b goes to an exclusive-ish school she's going to be sent to an exclusive boarding school very elite lots of money lots of um behavior to save face yes in front of the other school moms. maybe we're just so, not fancy enough is that well, what you're sort saying of say, maybe we're not fancy <laughs> we're just <laughs> and nobody we know is fancy people either. are nice <laughs> when they don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that maybe I've had enough of that trope of... I definitely have. Yeah. I definitely have. I don't want I don't think it's writers... A thing. I don't want people to pit moms against each no. other. No, no, I don't, I don't like think it. It annoys me. Yeah. Good, I'm So that kind that. of set me um, offside with this book yeah. off the bat. I was feeling like, no, nah, I don't like this. Yeah. I didn't realize they were trying to be funny. Yeah. I don't like the mom thing. Yeah. But... What I did like was I really did want to know what happened to Bernadette. Yeah. Yes. I didn't think we were going to get an answer. No. And I'm really glad that we did. Yes. Because they find her in they the end. They find her. They find yeah. her in yeah. Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't look like they were going to. No, I thought she was just literally going to disappear into thin air and right. we would have this ending without a resolution. Yeah, and poor B would have no mother. Have no mum. Right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Um I was trying to think if I actually liked any of the characters in this book. I wrote that down too. <laughs> I said I hate everybody except B. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think I liked anyone. No. I thought Bernadette was annoying. Crazy. And I don't think she's agoraphobic. Right. I think she's, she's just, just selfish. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's just selfish and in Eccentric, a bit of a crazy. Well, that's another question because mm. she's pegged as being mentally unwell Mm. she's unstable Mm. we need to commit her to this involuntary hospital right for the mentally ill i thought that was weird too that was so weird 
I, this is something else I wrote down. How do you think her um, husband's name is pronounced? Elgi? Elgin? Elgi? I read it as Elgin. Elgin. Okay, so <laughs> it's Elgin. a little bit Lord of the they, Rings, doesn't right? it? <laughs> it does. Who knows how that name is pronounced? But I thought his personality was erratic mm. and bizarre and not like a real person. Like, yeah. I, I just felt like his character, I just didn't believe it at all. I wondered whether he, it was a, um, a satirical look at the typical um, Microsoft big new innovative technology type of guy Geek. yeah that is like uber um, smart and super super intelligent and just focused on that one thing right without any sort of social norms about his behavior right. at all I wondered if that was what the slant was Maybe, against his character but I don't think it worked like I just think <laughs> that when he started saying Bernadette's behavior is um, you know means mm. she's mentally unwell and needs to be committed yeah just, just that just seemed to come out of nowhere for me yeah it was like he was all focused on Microsoft and suddenly he turned around and looked at his wife and thought you're crazy I'm yeah. committing you whereas yeah. before he was a perfectly loving husband so yeah that didn't yeah. work for me I mean admittedly her behaviors were ridiculous and strange yeah but I didn't think they rose to that level oh no way yeah involuntary you know, Commit, well, commitment to it. <laughs> early on in this help. book, the one thing that Jane and I did discuss was um, Bernadette gets a virtual personal mm. assistant from India mm-hmm. who only charges her 75 cents an hour to do all her bidding. Yes, make appointments, <laughs> and, Yeah, do the online shopping, Right. set up. Interact with all people because Bernadette doesn't like interacting with mm. people, so she got the assistant to do it. And, you know, it falls under the category mm. of when things look too good to be true, they yes. generally are. Yes. Well, Manjula, the personal assistant, ends up being somebody who's Rush, stealing her. Yeah, the yeah, Russian, Russian mafia. <laughs> right. The, like they actually say, the mafia. Yeah, yeah. stealing her identity <laughs> and trying mm. to yeah. bilk them. So what was the point of me telling you that? Oh. I that we gonna... really liked the idea of a personal Yes, that's right. Assistant. That's right. <laughs> Seventy-five cents. Seventy-five cents an hour. An hour. <laughs> but that was one of the odd things that Bernadette was doing that um, caused yeah. her husband to. Yeah. So be they were concerned. packing for this big trip to go to Antarctica as a reward for B doing so well at school that year. Yeah. And so they she had her personal assistant buying all the um, equipment gear. they needed, getting the gear, getting the packing list ordered buying getting a prescription made for sleeping pills oh, for the right. boat trip and for her oh, motion this, sickness yeah. oh that special uh, concoction yes. from the pharmacy that was like illegal next almost yeah that's <laughs> right and only for astronauts that's right yeah. <laughs> it's quite it's quite a farcical yes. kind of a book you do have to suspend all your belief <laughs> to think that this is this um, would actually happen this is you know it's it's a fun ridiculous book right I wish I think I should have come into it expecting that because yeah yeah, I wonder if I would have because I I was like for half of this book I was not enjoying myself I found yeah but I kept reading because I wanted to know what happened to Bernadette yeah same I wouldn't say I loved it but I didn't hate it either okay I um yeah I found the characters frustrating Mm. and annoying and especially audrey oh, that the horrible neighbor. neighbor this was the part of that whole mom pitting moms against each other thing that yeah really shaming me. moms for yes. not signing up to every 
volunteer. governing council <laughs> meeting and every netball yep you know coaching position and, and whatever yeah <laughs> audrey was just horrible she's, she's horrible. i know you're supposed to love to hate her but no i just hated her <laughs> straight up hate now this book has been turned into a movie yes i can see movie in it though yes can you see movie? i would see the movie i would yeah. want to see the movie i think i will too i've got some notes about the movie here okay do you want to do that first or do you want to do your questions first oh yeah uh, I think I've kind of weaved them into our Oh, okay, our conversation. Discussion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have. Look at you. You're just so seamless I, I didn't even <laughs> notice. <laughs> Such a pro, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was one thing. With the Bernadette being ill. Yes. Or the, you know, the husband and the, the husband's assistant saying Bernadette's unwell, she needs to go to hospital. Mm. Do you think she was ill or do you think she was... It was just a hyper um, representation of someone who's creative. And I'm doing little air quotes air here. Air quotes, creative. yeah. You no, know, I don't think she was ill. I no. don't think so either. No. I think she was extremely eccentric. Eccentric, yeah. Except yeah. that one, there was one line in there somewhere about how instead of washing all the dishes, she'd put them all in a drawer in That's the... Right in the dining room yeah I guess and then the cleaner came and cleaned them got them out of the drawer the dirty just out of the drawer and then cleaned them yeah and the fact that the house was falling down around them yeah there were rooms that were like leaking and roots coming through the floor and stuff blackberry bushes growing through the walls and things that yeah maybe we're trying to we're not letting it be as um farcical is what it is yeah maybe we're trying to be too yeah serious with it i don't know it'll be interesting to see how they portray it in the movie yes so the movie is supposed to be released august this year yes it's been moved three times so it's already finished it was supposed to be released in May 2018, then yep. they moved it to October 2018, yep. then March 2019, that's right. hence why it's on our list now. Yeah, that's why. And just recently they moved it to August 2019. Right. So make of that what you wish. Yeah, I had a little thing here that said, August has served well as a launching pad for mm-hmm. release of female skewing films such as Crazy Rich Asians, etc., etc. Additionally, Words Go Bernadette will offer a change of pace following a summer of sequels and action movies. And that's exactly what we've got written here oh, as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, which we got that from Variety. Um, <clears throat> also, on top of that, though, that's a very um, PR kind of a mm. thing to say. But if you've watched the series Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> I never have. That, you know, based on fact, TV series. <laughs> movies that get released in August. In August they call, what do they call it? They call it dump month. Oh. That's where they put movies that they think aren't going to... Be blockbusters. They've got low expectation oh. of success. Poor Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I'm so thinking, you know, did they test it with some audience mm. and it didn't really fly with them and so they're like, nah shove it in august right if it goes it goes if it doesn't it doesn't right. i don't know right that's just what entourage taught me <laughs> <laughs> i need to watch it <laughs> so yeah they could be expecting it to tank or it could be awesome right. like the crazy rich asian yeah mega movie that that turned into it was so it's been directed by richard Linklater. yep who has 
edit, um, produced and um, directed some of my most favourite movies in the history of the world. Right. Dazed and Confused. Right. Which is just, I could record a whole podcast on how much <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> the Before Sunrise trilogy with Ethan oh, I Hawk. love that one. So he did all love those. It. School of Rock. Oh, yeah. And that movie Boyhood, which is that oh, one that yes. was filmed over, over so many, many years. years. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's got... And it's got Kate Blanchett in it as Bernadette, which and is perfect in my I know, opinion. yeah. Do you I think? totally and I watched the YouTube um, the trailer the thing, yeah. And I was like, Yep, I can totally see that. Also Kristen Wig. Yes. I think I Kristen Wig, I love Kristen Wig. She will she's, save the character of Audrey for me. She's Audrey. She's the I one hate he hates. Audrey. <laughs> But Kristen Wiig is going to be able to do it and make it hilarious. I think so too. So I think it's going to be a really funny movie. So it's Billy Crudup. Um, Judy Greer is in it as well, I right. think. I don't know who she's going to be. Um, Zoe Chow and Lawrence Fishburne. There's big names in mm, this movie. There is. So, yeah, and there are. The preview looks really funny. Yeah, I liked the trailer. So I'm yeah. definitely going to watch it. I think I will too. Yeah. So that's Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Yeah. So what did we think in the end? Sort of, we're both. I feel like we're both sort of middle of yeah, the road. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Worth the read. It's I think. fun. Just it's know a f- it's a satire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't go in expecting seriousness. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now what do we talk about? Well, I've got a list of um, books in front of me that are coming out that I thought people might be interested in. But okay. have you read anything? I well, haven't read anything else this because month. it's only been a week since our last <laughs> podcast. I know. Um, <laughs> read anything else other than this but there's a book that I um, listened to on audiobook earlier that I haven't talked about yet and that is called Convenience Store Woman mm-hmm. by Sayaka Murata. I don't know if you've seen this book floating around. Mm-mm. I haven't read a lot of Japanese fiction before. Um, I'll just read you the little blurb. Um, Keiko has never really fit it, fitted in. At school and university, people find her odd, and her family worries she'll never be normal. To appease them, Keiko takes a job at a newly opened convenience store. Here she finds peace and purpose in the simple daily tasks and routine interactions. She is, she comes to understand, happiest as a convenience store worker. But in Keiko's social circle, it just won't do for an unmarried woman to spend all her time stacking shelves and reordering green tea. As pressure mounts on Keiko to find either a new job or worse a husband she is forced to take on desperate action Mm. so i was like really looking forward to this book because i'd seen it around Mm. and it sounded really quirky and yeah it does sound quirky and yeah um but i it well the other thing i wanted to say is um i would compare it to the rosie project oh yeah it's the don tillman character this Mm -hmm. is like a female they don't ever explicitly say that she's on the spectrum, mm-hmm. but she very clearly is. Right, yeah. Um, also, Eleanor Oliphant. I talked about that yes. book earlier. Yes, um, Yeah, it's that sort of a character, but she didn't seem to have any sort of character arc. Oh. She starts off, she's working at the convenience store, and at the end, she's, she's still working at the <laughs> convenience store. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I often come on here to talk about books I didn't like mm, but I didn't okay. really like this book and I would okay. not um yeah and there was also one um character in there she meets this man who she she ends up taking in because um she feels like maybe people will leave her alone if they think she's more normal by having a boyfriend quote-unquote right. living with her and yeah. he was so so horrible he's just the most misogynistic oh, horrible gross. mean yeah, and nothing ever happens to him. So there's just, I Doesn't feel like there's just no nah, <laughs> resolution. 
I would give that one a miss. Okay, scratch that yep. off your list, scratch people. Scratch that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you talk about something that people okay. might want to read. <laughs> okay, so these are all things that have come across my desk that are coming out, and I'm glad we talked about our myth of the toxic oh, mum yes. and the competing mum because there's a book that is coming out called Witches, What Women Do Together. This is by Sam George Allen. Um, I think she is Australian. This comes out on the 5th of March, so in a couple of weeks. Um, The sub sort of heading is a feminist exploration of the work women do together. It's a celebration of the power and pleasure of working with other women and a powerful statement against the cultural conspiracy to keep us apart from one another, against the myth of the cool girl or the caddy workplace. Wow, that was a really nice segue. Yeah, I know. Well done, Jane. Work out well. <laughs> it really did. This is the antidote that I need yeah. to that whole mom against exactly. mom thing. So it covers groups uh, such as nuns, sportswomen, uh, nice. teen girls, midwives. It dismantles the cultural myth of female isolation and reframes the way we look at female relationships. Cool. How good does that sound? It sounds very good. I love this sort of thing. Yes, this me too. It's got my name written all over Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I, I want to read it. So that's out the 5th of March. Um, Witches. Witches by Sam George <clears throat> Allen. Cool. So, yeah, look out for that one. Cool. We'll make sure we get it into the library. Yes. Um, something I wanted to mention is that's coming out. Speaking of The Rosie Project, mm-hmm. The Rosie Result oh, is yes. the third book in the trilogy, mm-hmm. um, the Graham Simpson trilogy about yeah. Rosie. Yeah. Um, and that's out now. And... The Rosie Project is coming out as a movie it in is. May. And I think that's also Richard Linklater. Is it? I, I think I, I hope I didn't make that up. But I tried to find <laughs> out who was going to be in it. And even though it says it's coming out in May, I couldn't find out. Are you going to try oh, and Google I'm it Google now? It the only thing yeah. I could find out was that Jennifer Lawrence oh. was supposed to play Rosie. And then she accepted a bunch of other projects and um, didn't have time or I don't know. That's... Rosie um, Projects, in development. All they've got attached is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I didn't even see that. Ryan Reynolds as Don Tillman. I don't know. I don't see that for some reason. Well, it doesn't say that officially. Right. So, so we'll, we'll we'll let see. you know Keep when we... your eye out, I guess. Yep. Yes, it says Jennifer Lawrence was originally set to star in the film but dropped out three months after being cast. Yeah. And I haven't been able to find out mm. who's replacing her, so... Oh, yes, and Rick, Richard Linklater was set oh, to direct. Right. Oh, but, but he's both, not. Both dropped out. Right, that's Ooh. why I didn't write it down. There you yeah, go. There you go. Good one. Okay. Your next okay. one. Um, this one, I'll very quickly mention this one. I'm not going to read the blurb or anything because fans of this author will just read everything that he <laughs> puts out. Matthew Riley's got a new book coming out. That's the 26th of March. It's another children's slash teenage book ah. a thriller it's called the secret runners of new york so mega popular he's kid. australian right yes yeah. he is yeah. yeah um we've had him talk here lots of time and he's always like just here for hours signing stuff for everybody so keep your eye out for that 26 of the third um, matthew riley's new book comes out excellent um, the secret runners of new york 
an update on a book that we mentioned in our last mm-hmm. um, podcast, which was The Schoolgirl, Her Teacher, yes. and His Wife by Rebecca Hazel. We asked our tech services people to get it, and mm. suddenly they told us that it's been dropped. It says, um, cancelled at HarperCollins and Random House. They list the publication date as 2099. And when um, wow. <laughs> when our staff member called to find out what that means, they said they're unable to specify a publication date. So what does that tell us? Do you think that, obviously it was written before the arrest at the end of last year. So maybe it's a legal thing. It might be a legal thing or there might just be pressing pause to rewrite parts of the ending maybe. Maybe, but both Jane know. and I tried to find out more and we couldn't find anything else. And we're good at finding things out. Yeah, but, but not nothing. this one. So if you were looking forward to that book, put a pause on that. Yeah, until 2099. <laughs> Hopefully before then. <laughs> um, this is another one that's coming out 5th of March. Around the beginning of March, there is so much stuff coming out. Right. I don't know what that means, but there's tons coming out around the 5th of March. So this one's called Starcrossed um, by Minnie Dark. Now, I've not read any of her books. Um, She's also Australian, based in Tasmania. And they're calling this Marion Keys Meets Love, actually. Oh, Marion Keys is my absolute favourite. So I love Marion Keys, too. I absolutely love her books. Um, so this is an Australian novel, gloriously romantic, they're saying. And I think this has got movie written all over it. Awesome. I thought I might just read it. Please. Is that all right? Yep, go for it. In this sparkling romantic comedy a young journalist tampers with her magazine's horoscopes to win her friend's heart and sets in motion unpredictable and often hilarious ripple effects when justine carmichael who is a sagittarius aspiring journalist and skeptic bumps into her old friend nick jordan aquarius struggling actor and true believer it could be by chance or could it be written in the stars Mm. justine works at the alexandria park star and nick she now learns relies on the magazine's astrology column to guide him in life looking for a way to get nick's attention justine has the idea of making a few small alterations to the aquarius before going to print it's only a horoscope after all what harm could it possibly do (laughs) that sounds cute (laughs) doesn't that sound adorable (laughs) i think that sounds really lovely and a nice light read and i can see that just from that little um, blurb, depending on what the book's like, mm-hmm. being something picked up to be optioned for yeah, a minute. Yeah, I agree. So when's that out? Uh, That's 5th March, of March as well. Yeah, right. So a couple yeah, of weeks. It's a huge month. It is. It's yeah. huge. So that was that. I have one more little update on something we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, or I talked about The Woman in the Window yes. by A.J. Finn. Have, mm-hmm. you, have you heard this huge scandal no. that's come out? No. Oh, Dan Mallory, who's the real... That's the author's real name. Oh, AJ okay. Finn is a pseudonym. Yeah. Um, the New Yorker wrote a big expose Ooh. sort of thing where um, he's exposed as having misrepresented himself through his career, saying that he had a PhD when he didn't, Ooh. saying that his mother had died and his brother committed suicide and both of them are alive. He said he had brain cancer and he doesn't have... Why did you say all that? I don't know. But anyway, it's all sort of falling apart, it seems, for... Because um, that's been that was huge book, yeah, hugely massive. popular, and that's going to be a movie. Yes, with our favorite Amy Adams, 
um, mm-hmm. and Gary Oldman. So wow. I don't know if it's some kind of publicity stunt. It doesn't seem like it because the things and that he said have seemed to have spanned over years. And does that have those lies? Do they have any bearing on him being an author? Like why? Yeah, what was I that? guess. I mean, his book is still. It wasn't the, like it was a non-fiction book. It's not no. like. Um, a million little pieces when that that's right you know when that came out as complete fabrication but i guess he was an exec at little brown the public the oh was he yeah and um a a lot of what he said to get into his position were lies so obviously right yeah well yeah maybe we can link that article i did it was on our facebook yeah Yep. Shows me for not reading. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, Jane? Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have one more? I have one more, which is called Stranger Country. This is another Australian book. It's a bit of a theme today, isn't it, with my selection. So I got sent this proof copy um, from Alan and Unwin, Stranger Country by Monica Tan. Monica is a... Um, the former deputy culture editor of the Guardian, Guardian Australia, and co-host of the Token podcast. I haven't heard of that no, podcast. Have I haven't you? either. No. Not. So this is a non-fiction book. This is out on the fourth of March, again, beginning of March. Right. Um, she, Monica Tan, is a first-generation Australian, and it says here, um, what happens when a thirty-two-year-old first-generation Australian? decides to chuck in a dream job, pack a sleeping bag and tent and hit the long, dusty road for six months. Cool. I want to do that. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> it sounds good. And I think probably um, relatable to any of us who live in big cities or urban centres, I guess. Um, I'll read this little bit on the back here. Mm. In mid-2016, Monica left Sydney, unsure of her place in Australia. As a Chinese-Australian city slicker, she couldn't have felt more distant from the powerful mythologies like the digger, the drover's wife, and Clancy of the Overflow. And more importantly, Monica wondered, how could she ever feel she truly belonged to a land that had been the spiritual domain of Indigenous Australians for over 60,000 years? I think that's probably pertinent to lots of us, those of us who were even born here. The digger, the drover's wife, Clancy of the Overflow shamefully doesn't really mean anything mm. to me. I've never even heard of that third one. <laughs> uh, I think I'm Canadian. A, I think it's a poem. Oh, okay. I think. All right. I said that quietly in case that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is in front of me already. So I've got that already. Um, I might try and read it before we record next and so I can give a bit of an update Sounds good. on it. Yeah, I'm working on reading um, that no friend but the mountains one oh, that we yes. mentioned last time so Great. hopefully i can talk oh, about be that good to yeah hear about that next time so i'll read that yep says she with the good intentions of getting <laughs> lots of books read um yeah and i'll let you know how it goes sounds good have you got anything else that's or? it all that's left is to announce our book da, 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 for um, is it my turn april it's month? your turn lovely Hi everyone, me again. Jane and I actually had to shuffle around our book picks, so I'm interrupting Jane to let you know that our book for April is actually Mentors, How to Help and Be Helped by Russell Brand. This is a brand, no pun intended, new book. We are still processing copies, but the record is already on the catalog, so you can place your holds now or keep your eye on our new release shelves where copies will go as express items first. It will also be available as an ebook and an audiobook. Happy reading, and we hope you'll tune in and meet us back here in April. Bye! <laughs>